She's Montgomery's first lady, but Tamika Reed will tell you that's just her current title. It doesn't come close to defining who she actually is. In this very candid discussion, she opens up about her own career, how she juggles it with her role as the capital city's first lady, her relationship with the mayor, and her role as a mother. The wife of Montgomery's first black mayor, Stephen Reed, Tamika has her own list of incredible accomplishments. I'm Bethany Davis, and this is Being Real. Sponsored by The Weight Clinic and Alpha Insurance. I haven't seen you or seen you like every day at the Y for a while. And I haven't I know. seen you lately. Well, it's Are you been, just not there or oh, we're no, just no, not no. missing I'm, each I'm other? I'm every day. We're just missing each other. Maybe so, our schedules are, we need to see I'm like at like, I, get, I drop my son off at seven. Uh-huh. And then I come straight there. So, okay. Now sometimes I have to sit in the car and take calls. Yeah, which pushes that's me true. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I do the same thing though. Sometimes like that's the only little small moment right. you have to send a it's quick like, email well, or take a quick phone call. Because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the machine for thirty minutes. Right. <laughs> or if you need to read over something, like, I'm yeah. gonna read it right mm -hmm. now because I don't know if I'm gonna have mm -hmm. another another minute. Yeah, that's true. So usually my car is in the parking lot at that time. <laughs> when I get in, it's different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you're still there every day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I that's a, like important. An important time for you. It is. It's my time. Yeah. It's my time. Once I get in there, it's just. Once totally you get in there. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you usually spend as your time? Um, in the gym? Yeah, or wherever. Well, one hour a day. So in the gym, it's about 35 minutes because by yeah. the time you get in and do your That's warm true. up and, and, and cool down and stuff, uh -huh. it's about 35 minutes. And then I walk right out. And I, I still have my, my headphones in, I and I'm like... I noticed that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're, you're working out time. Your, your workout is important to you. But, I mean, it's so important that, I mean, you've got the whole Move Montgomery right. initiative. Mm -hmm. I guess I want you to talk a little bit about why you feel like movement is so important. What does it do for you, and why do you want so many other people to do the same thing? Well, it's, it's my space. Right, yeah. so it's it's my time to just be with me. Um, most of the time, I, I do have music on, and I'm like in tune to that. But sometimes I'll I'll be like 15 minutes into a workout, and I'm like, what songs have played? Because my mind is just like going in a hundred different directions, and I, I'm like, okay, let me focus uh -huh. on what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, on what I'm doing. So it, it's kind of it's kind of that that space where you know I don't have anybody asking me questions. Um, you know, uh, my focus is on what I'm doing, and you know, I, I do a different machine every day. So, and on the weekends, I, I, I do my stuff outside. So I do like a walk or something because it's like, okay, I, you, I can't do seven days a week, but I still have my Apple Watch that tells me, okay, you got to get up and move. It's pressure, right? <laughs> it is. It's pressure. And really, I uh, let me see. I, I gave into the Apple Watch pressure probably in. May or June of this past summer. Okay. Because I was like, I don't need a watch. I don't need a watch. I'm, well, I'm, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna uh -huh. do anyway. And then I got the watch, and it actually, you know. Do you wonder how you motivation. lived without it? Right. <laughs> I did the like, same thing. I texted a friend of mine last night at 10:30 before I went to bed, and I was like, "You haven't closed all your rings." Get up. <laughs> get up and get moving. <laughs> and she texted me back this morning. And she was like, "I did it," and I was like, "See." It all works. <laughs> so there you have it. Okay, you said sometimes you don't even know what songs have played, but what songs are playing? What, what music are you listening to? Oh, in, uh, sometimes I listen to gospel, sometimes hip-hop, you know, just whatever. I, I listen to old school stuff. So I'll have, like, Michael Jackson, and it, it, any song might be on from, like, Rocky or... <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Do you have that song, though, that, like, gets you, like, like yeah. your go-to, like, what's your pump-it-up song? Well, I have Michael Jackson's Wanna Be Starting Something is like, that's a good six minutes. You can get it like in for Ooh, real, real yeah. good with that one. And then like any Beyonce song that has, that's like up. Uh, yes, of so. course. Yeah. <laughs> Just plug like in Beyonce. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, you know, it, it just all depends on, on the, what the song is and, and, you know, what what's going on in my mind at the time. Like, okay, yeah, I can get into this one. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because when I stopped doing Orange Theory, when the pandemic hit, I had a personal trainer that was coming to the Coriolis, was coming to oh, yeah. my, my house, and so he was training me. That's kind of how the whole Move Montgomery thing got started. It was really his brainchild. Oh, I just wow. I just joined in because 
of what we were doing together. So he was like, because he thinks I'm like funny is <laughs> anything because I fight, you know. Well, I'm that's, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. It's hard. Like, I know. He's had to do hard things. Hard. Right. So he was like, I'm going to need you to just shut up and do it. <laughs> so that's that's that was the brainchild because he and was that like was it. you are just you are hilarious and people need to know that you know even though you do this on a regular basis you still struggle like everybody else right one of the things was i gained like 20 pounds during COVID, and i was like this is not happening right. <laughs> this is not <laughs> so that's you were the only one that <laughs> but you know that was motivation for you know like Okay, even if people just get out and do a walk or, you know, do something, you know, just to, to get some fresh air or to, you know, motivate themselves to, you know, and whatever is going on, clear their head or whatever. So it started off, you know, with me and my family just trying to get out the house and, and do a walk. And, you know, at the time, our oldest, who was her, in her senior year at uh, Howard University, she was home with us. And then both of the both of our sons were in middle school, so I mean the house, the walls were like closing in. <laughs> Warren Faye though. Oh, you know, yes. So, you know sometimes we'd be able to get Stephen to come out and go for a walk, and then he'd be on his phone texting, and then they'd be fussing at him, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is defeating the whole purpose. <laughs> so, then we had we started this thing where, you know, every day a different person would lead the walk, oh. and we would have to go wherever they wanted to go. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, they that's very adventurous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then it got to the point where they were trying to be adventurous. Right. It. It's like, Maybe a little well, too adventurous. Know. Then that kind of evolved to like their thing. Like whoever whoever's um, day it was, I mean, they would plot out. Like during the, the day, they would plot How out. much fun, though. <laughs> what a great way to spend. I mean, you couldn't do anything else during the right. pandemic. They, they yeah. felt like leaders. Like, you know, I'm, I'm leading the... I'm leading the walk today. It's my walk. Yes, <laughs> kind of thing. That's so great. I love so. how you you told Corey though that you're just you're just a nobody. I'm a nobody. Um, <laughs> and your kids lead it. I mean, does your family, your kids, do they understand the significance? Do you understand the significance of the role that your family is playing right now? Okay, so for my kids, they were born into this. Right. Yeah. So, the, you know, they've always known their dad to be like this. Right. Their, their, their dad was in politics. Their mom was a lawyer. Couldn't fight with me. Had to play <laughs> on his, his he's not paying attention side because mom is going to tear everything up. <laughs> and, and we have to make sure that he doesn't go back and ask her because then, you know, it's going to be a whole nother thing. Like, so right. sometimes he'll be like, well, did you ask your mom? <laughs> smart, right. yeah, very smart. So sometimes he'll just answer, and not it, it won't come back to me. And then that, then they figured out that that was even worse. Right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So did you just try to get around me? So that is for my youngest. They that that's all they know. Yeah. Okay. And for our oldest, she it it, it took her a minute because <laughs> she was just like, this is a lot. Yeah. And uh, even though she is like in politics now, when when this all first started, she was uh, middle school, high school, early yeah. high school. Um, and it was just like, OK, all this attention. Right. You know, I just want to I just want to do what I'm doing and not have all this attention on me. Yeah. And then when, um, you know, he became mayor, it was just like, OK, so now people are following us. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Everything just got intense really quickly. So um, that was that took her a minute to to deal with that. But, you know, now what almost 10 years later yeah. is like this is what we do. Yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> and that's 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 that. So for me, you know, I always knew that he was going to be he was going to go into politics, uh, you know, even when we met. So every time he would like ask me, you know, are you okay with this? You know, are you sure you're okay with this? And when he ran for mayor, I mean, he he asked me several times. And then one time I just had to tell him, I was like, did you realize we had bets on when you were going to do this? And I, <laughs> <"If."> <laughs> there was no end. <laughs> so you know, I was like, I was just waiting for the what, what were you running right. for? Right. So you know, the fact that you know he was going to do that was one thing. Uh, my role in it, you couldn't have told me four years ago 
that I would, I would have a role in this. <laughs> it's just like, you know, this is, he's doing this. Now, mind you, I, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, a lot of my friends had, uh, their parents had political roles. So either mayor or chief of police or, you know, something like that. So it was always like uh, how you're supposed to interact with people as the, the friends of the, yes. the, the, the children kind of thing. So, you know, I knew of it that way. I saw their, how their uh, mothers reacted and, and attended stuff. But it, I guess I just didn't pay enough attention to it to, to, <laughs> to realize that it was a whole role. Yeah. It was just more so of, okay, y'all make sure, you know, if we go here, then you're doing this, or, you know, you'd get the talk before we went somewhere kind of thing. Uh, but it wasn't anything like, oh, you have a, a, a role. And I don't know, I really don't know if they actually had a role or not. One way I look at it, um, I've never seen anybody like in this space, you know, previous mayor's wives that have taken on the, the mm -hmm. role that I have taken on. So it, it may have been that I just didn't pay attention <laughs> to what was going on because, you know, most of the time when some, it's somebody else, you, you know, you might see them somewhere, but you're not like really seeing them. I mean, right. I literally got, before I came here, I had, I had five calls about asking me to do something in March for Women's History Month. Yes. And it's like, let me see what, <laughs> what my calendar looks like. You know, it's like, well, it's impeding upon my time. Right. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a, uh, I have a whole career of my own. Me too. <laughs> so, and, you know, I have this role. So it, it, it's just a lot. It's a yeah. lot. So, you, you know, you have to balance that out and, and have my one hour of, of your time. Myself. Yes. When you talk about your role, how do you describe it? When people ask, what is it like to be the mayor of Montgomery's wife? What is that um, role? I think, I think people have carved out a first lady role for me that, you know, is a career woman mm -hmm. that is basically doing it all. And, you know, it's like, okay, oh, you're, you're supporting him. You show up. At stuff, but then you have your own identity, and you do your own things, whether he's there or not, or whether it's for, you know, at at, at one at one point it was more of I was filling in when he wasn't there. Uh. Now people call me because they want me. <laughs> like, so I'll, I'll I'll you know poke fun at him. I'm like, well, they didn't ask you. <laughs> they asked, asked me, me. first. <laughs> Because I'll get clarification on that. It's like, if I'm, if I'm your first choice, this is really what you, right. are, you want of me. You think that of me, then, you know, I'll, I'll try to make sure that it happens. <laughs> yeah. You are a strong woman, and you are a very educated woman, and you mm -hmm. are on a very uh, impressive career path outside yeah. <laughs> of Stephen Reed. You are right. a doctorate. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Does the mayor yeah. call you doctor at home? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. At home, I kind of have to fight from my, my place because he's like, oh, well, you know, this came up with the city. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, this you are is, the queen of your house. This, this, this <laughs> is, you know, I have this to do, so I'm going to need you to get somebody else to, <laughs> to do that. But you so. are very accomplished. You mm -hmm. are, are. Well, thank you. Are you I, I know you're working now as an investment banker, mm -hmm. but, I mean, you have made a career as an attorney. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as I said, and you've your master's, your doctorate, mm -hmm. that is incredible. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like in this particular role you've had to sacrifice some of your own identity or your accomplishments? Um, I've had to maneuver oh, that. I haven't word. had to sacrifice it, yeah. but I've had to learn to, you know, kind of put things in their place. <clears throat> okay. So... I don't feel like, oh, I've missed opportunities that I've, you know, to, you know, progress in my career or anything like that. It's more of finding that balance in the, the, the workplace that fits that. Uh, so, you know, at the firm I, I work for, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is, this is what's going on this week on my, on my calendar. So um, I travel a lot. So, you know, I have to make sure that when I travel that I have enough time 
to, to do what I need to do and get back home. So that has been very helpful. That has, you know, one of the things that I, I had to learn is that you have to do things for people that appreciate you for what you are and where you're going. And people will make concessions for that. So if, I, if somebody asked me to do something, I had somebody text me today asking me to come to their school during Dr. Seuss week. And I said, well, I can't do this day, but I can, you know, let me know if there's another day uh, you want me to check my calendar for. Well, I've already, ha I already had that whole day pinned for somebody else. So, you know, and I'm like, irrespective of the request, it's like, okay, I have to make sure that I have my work stuff covered. Because as, you know, flexible, as my firm may be, I still have a job to do. Right. <laughs> and I, I respect that because I'm like, if, you know, Steven's out of town and, you know, I have to get, you know, I have a meeting at the kids' school or, or you know, they have to, to go to a doctor's appointment or something, I appreciate the fact that I don't have to, you know, say anything to anybody. I just do it because they know when, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing work, whether right. it's at home or, you know, I'll be in the doctor's office like reading a, <laughs> let me <laughs> do this, you know, and, and that counts. It's not a, you know, you have to check a, you know, uh, a swipe box right. or something like to, to say, you know, this amount of time was spent on this. As right. long as it gets done, as long as I show up where I need to show up for, I have the meetings I need to, to uh, schedule and do, they're fine. So, you know, it's like, and it took me a minute to, to accept that because I came from a place that was like, you know, you're, you're swiping, swipe out, yes. you know, with sick leave here. Right. You know, you got to take off to do this, that, and the other. And that, if I would have stayed in that kind of path, I'd probably be crazy by now. <laughs> I don't know how, honestly, you're not crazy already. When I look at, at your plate as, <laughs> as your first lady of Montgomery uh -huh. role, your professional role, your mother role. Uh -huh. I heard somebody say one time that there's really no such thing as balance. We, you know, we talk all the time, women especially talk about that, right. work, mm -hmm. life, home life, balance, mm -hmm. that there's really, there's really no such thing. There are gonna be times when work has to come first and there are right. gonna be times when family has to come first right. and the scales are just gonna tip. Your scales, though, seem to have more than two sides. <laughs> more than, more than two <laughs> How does that work? But, you know, at the end of the day, I tell, people that, you know, I don't feel like I have any more on my plate than other women do, just in a different perspective. My, my plate is just more public than others. Right. But, you know, when he was probate judge, I had a lot on my plate. When he was a business owner, I had a lot on my plate. So he, you know, his day was never, a, he's never had a nine to five. I don't think he's had a nine to five since I met him. It, <laughs> So, you know, it's always been a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. So the, it, it, his days were always like that. And it's, it's, you know, a lot, things that get to me the most are when things have to be canceled. I don't like that. So, like, if we have a trip planned and at the last minute it's like, oh, well, you know, such and such came up, so I'm not going to be able to go. And it's like, okay, so you think I'm about to take these kids? All by <laughs> yourself. <laughs> That was not the plan. <laughs> so then, then I have to make the decision, okay, well, are we still going to do it or are we going to reschedule it or something like that? And then, you know, of course, the, the backlash comes to me. They never go to him and say, oh, my God, you know, this is all, we can't go and it's all your fault. Right. But if it were me, if, if it was my job that I said, you know, I can't go because I have to do this, that, or the other. And they'd be like, oh, my God, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, that's the difference between a, a mom's role and a dad's role. It they is. never. Yes. It, I get all the disagreements, the, uh, the back talk about, <laughs> wait a minute. What? You, just, you just flipped the story. He said no. You just said okay and walked off. If I say no, then it's like, what? <laughs> that's a different relationship, though. It's a totally exactly. different relationship. So that, that's what I mean, that, you know, my roles, even though, I mean, people know my roles. You don't really know other people. Like, I don't know your roles, right. but I know that you are up at like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't, you know, I don't even know what to say to you because <laughs> I would not be functioning right now. You know, I have friends that are doctors, lawyers, political people that, you know, their schedules are different, but they're raising their, their family and they're doing their part just like I am. 
And I'm like, the difference is, is that, you know, nobody, nobody is like, has a light on what you're doing. Right. I don't understand how people on call function. Right. <laughs> but, Are you like an eight hours of sleep, gotta have eight hours of sleep every night kind of girl? Yeah, but I don't always get that. Yeah. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all, we all, you know, want that. You know, right. When I do get it, I'm like, Ooh, I oh man. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's not because he's mayor that I don't get it. It's just because I have because. other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, so I don't know too many people that that don't have a political husband. Uh, you know, a husband that's in the political light that get eight hours of sleep when if they have a their own career and they have families and and stuff yeah. like that. It's like that's okay. Just, you know, somebody life, asked me during Christmas, they were like, well, um, you know, who decorates your house for you? And I'm like, us. Everybody's got their role. Everybody yes. knows what they have to do to, to take the, put the decorations up, take them out, get rid of the tree. I'm like, yes, the man takes out the tree. <laughs> He does. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> okay, so, so we're playing a little game here, uh -oh. um, and it's a lot of fun. I just need you to not think. Oh. Okay? Just well, turn no, off your brain no. for a minute. I need the first thing, the first something that comes to your mind. Go ahead. Nothing. It's, it's nothing incriminating, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start easy. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Basketball or football? Basketball. Comedy or suspense? Ooh. Comedy. Sweet or salty? Sweet. What's your favorite season? Ooh, spring. Cats or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> favorite movie of ah, all time? Oh, that's hard. Favorite movie? Love and basketball. <laughs> okay. What's your go-to fast food restaurant? Ooh, fast food? <laughs> Burger King. Burger King? Do you guys do fast food ever? Mm -hmm. <laughs> No? <laughs> no, I don't. You I, mean, don't I do, do it for the kids, so I'm going to say Burger King because that's what they like better. Favorite athlete? I should change that. Favorite politician? Oh. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought for sure you'd say Stephen Reed. <laughs> He's working you, his way up. <laughs> you knew, though. You said you knew he was going to be a politician oh, before anything ever went anywhere when you first met. How did you meet, by the way? How did you meet? How did you guys meet? We met at a happy hour at a nightclub in Atlanta. No. Yes. And he interrupted my path to the bar to get my two-for-one drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. He yes. stepped right in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to need you to hold on for a second. So it wasn't love at first sight or after I know, love at like, first sight after the drink? After. Like, <laughs> Do you realize the happy hour was about to, to Did he buy your drink, at least for you? During the night, yeah. Oh, okay. But I was like, I'm going to need you to hold that thought. Because because my, my my girlfriend was parking the car, so I was supposed to go in to get the, to get the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you, let her down. <laughs> we have a plan. Um, you cannot interrupt the plan because I don't know you. Yeah. So. <laughs> but some, he must have made some kind of impression on you. Well, he came back. He came back, and I was like, "Oh, you came back? Okay." <laughs> and how long ago was that? Ooh, two thousand two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you know pretty soon that he was the one? No. No? <laughs> no. How long did it take? Uh, we dated for like five years. Did you really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of- What took so long? It was a lot of back and forth, uh, you know, just life. He went to graduate school. Um, I moved back to New Orleans. It was, you know, just a lot of Hurricane Katrina oh, happened. Yes. Uh, you know, so that, that took me out for like a year because I went back to, well, I moved back to New Orleans like a month before Katrina. And oh, wow. um, yeah, they, they got hit by Katrina. Yes. And then I stayed in New Orleans uh, after that, yeah. He had to do some serious work on you. <laughs> yeah. Some really convincing. What was it that finally set you, set uh, you over the five edge? Five years. It was five years. <laughs> five years. <laughs> I guess if you've been around this long, I'll stick with you. <laughs> it was five years, yeah. So. Communities don't just happen, they're built by people. From the big moments to the small acts of kindness, it's the authentic connections we make that define us. At Alpha Insurance, 
We know that every day you're building things that are worth protecting. Because for us, this is more than coverage. It's who we are. Alpha Insurance. Building tomorrow. Together. I mean, he is a dedicated person that does nothing but love Montgomery. And I remember one of the first, maybe the second or third date we went on, he told me that, um, that whenever he got married, he wanted to move back to Montgomery. Uh, or his, his intent was to move back to Montgomery. I don't remember if it was, whether he was married or not. And he was like, can you live in Montgomery? And I was like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, day three. What, what you talking about? <laughs> day three. <laughs> like, well, that I might be a little early that. in the relationship, I, I for sure. So I'm like, now nah, I said, no, what exactly is Montgomery, Alabama? Because <laughs> you know, had you I, never been here before? Mm -mm. Wow. No. So I, you know, I, I lived in New Orleans and I lived in Atlanta. So I would drive through right. and see the little Montgomery next six exits yes. you know kind of thing that, that I never stopped it never stopped no and never spent any time here mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I mean of course I knew the history of Montgomery, right but I was like, right now how big is that <laughs> so I was like you know ask me this in the, a year <laughs> and let's he stuck around let's see if you're still around in a year and he was and he was so what is it about him that drives you absolutely crazy that he tells the truth <laughs> Uh, really? Yes. So, <laughs> brutal honesty, huh? Brutal honesty. And, and you know, it, I will be outraged. And then, you know, after thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah. it, was, it was the truth. It was just the delivery wasn't. <laughs> like, Do your kids have the delivery? It's all, it's all in delivery, it's all right? In delivery, you know, so. Do your uh, kids have that same, the, the same thing about him? Do they have that something that. My, my son is, my youngest son is that way 100%. Really? As a matter of fact, he got, on Valentine's Day, he got in the car, because uh, they gave me a card like that morning. He got in the car and he gave me a bag of peanut M&Ms, right? And he was like, this is happy Valentine's Day. And I'm like, did you forget you gave me a card this morning? And I said, I said, is this candy for out of one of your, your bags? And he was like, yeah, but I don't like peanuts, so you can have it. <laughs> Valentine's Day, out of convenience. Out of convenience. <laughs> I'm like, but, but, but why? I said, you didn't even need to do that. You already gave me something this morning. You could have just given me the M&Ms and not said anything. Like, well, I just thought I'd try it. <laughs> so, so what is it about the mayor on the flip side that you absolutely love? His passion. He's, yeah. he's very passionate. What he's passionate about, he's, he's 100% in on. And you don't find that a lot anymore. Yeah. You know, that people you know, will just like put their claws into something and stick with it until it's done. Yeah. And, and he's that kind of person. He's going to, if, he, if he's in, he's all in. What makes you click? How do you guys, how do you guys what keep it? What makes me it, click? What makes you as a couple click? How do you guys keep it, keep it going? Especially, that, you know, I mean, as you said, you have a, very high-powered job. He uh -huh. has a very high-powered job that often takes you guys right. in different directions. Well, it's that balance. Okay, so, you know, like, I have to put my foot down and he has to put his foot down and say, okay, no, um, it, it, it's going to go like this. And then when that happens, when I put my foot down, everybody listens. Because I don't, I don't put it down, like, just uh. over any and everything. I expect respect on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and the same for him. You know, if he's like, it, it's, he doesn't like a lot of back and forth. If he says this is something we have to do or, you know, this is what's about to happen, then that's it. You know, that's what we're, we're doing. So that's that balance knowing, you know, when, when somebody is, now I don't want to say serious because you're always serious, but when, when it matters yeah. and when you might be able to say, you know, Okay, well, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to go to. I don't want to do this, that, or the other. It, it, it's a, it, and, he, and he's very thoughtful as far as what he asks us to participate in. So when that when that comes across, then it's like, okay, you're gonna put on this suit and this tie, and we're gonna go and we're gonna do this because he asked us to. Right. Not because you want to. Not because you know it's it's important to you. It's important to him, so we're going to, to do it. 
the boys will kind of get in their, their feelings on stuff. Well, I wanted to do this, such and such. And it's like, well, you know, the, the, the fact that you're here and at a, a, a place in life in, in this city that you can do the yeah. things that you want to do, because there was a time when you couldn't. Right, and that that is is becoming more and more progressive and more and more available to kids my age, without them even understanding or realizing what's happening. Okay, because it's a okay we're, we're in Black History Month and they're learning all these things and they think that this is a thing of the past and it's like no, okay no because this could very well be you that had a hoodie on that somebody shot. Or that a police officer, you know, did such and such to. This, these are the things that your dad is fighting for every day, and you need to show some appreciation for that. But the fact that you know the vision is put out there to make Montgomery a place where people, you know, can come together and have conversations like this. Right. You know, that's that's important. That because I mean, I could I could take the stance of well, I don't trust what you're about to to ask me. Or you know, or just even want to have a conversation. Like, what do you what do you want to know from me? Why do you want to Why do you want to talk to me? Right. Kind of kind of stance. And I'm like, this is it's important for us to be able to have these kind of conversations with people of different races, ages, or whatever, and feel comfortable doing it. I you know I was teasing when I said you know I don't know what you're gonna <laughs> ask me, but I mean you know it's. It, that was a fun little game to, and, and it was nothing. Right. It was nothing. But, you know, some people don't feel comfortable talking yeah. to other people because they don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Isn't that one of those um, double-edged swords, though? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's such a sign of progression right. to hear you say, my boys don't even think about the past. Mm -hmm. They don't even think about how far we've come. Mm -hmm. But also, almost not, not appreciative enough. Right. Right. That's such so, a tough and that's, balance, and right. especially uh, to be quite frank and honest, as a, a mom of black boys, that mm -hmm. must be a really tough balance mm -hmm. to teach them that this is where we are mm -hmm. and we're happy to be here, mm -hmm. but it's only because of what's happened in the past. It's because of what happened in the past and it's because of strides that people are, are making now yes. because the struggle is not over. But I do understand and keep in perspective that they're 13 and 15 years old. <laughs> so, you know, they don't always get what you know what is outside of their world what what's outside of what they want to do you know you know they get it they get the the history and the politics and and things like that they they sit down and watch the news they ask you know more questions than your normal 13 and 15 year old will ask because they're not paying attention to what's going on right. so they they do that why because every tv in the house is on a news station right if it's not news it's football <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sports. It is like I'm always the one trying to change that channel, but they're they're you know like interested because that's you know that's just their that's little the, bond. Yeah, you know, it was like, well, who's doing what? You know, Stevens is a Cowboys fan. I'm a Saints fan, and then our uh, our oldest son is a Falcons fan. Where did that come from? I don't know. Where but, did that come from? That that makes for some interesting football seasons right. in your house. So, yeah, that's why I said basketball. When you're yeah. <laughs> Now it's all coming together. Right. Football gets a little intense. It does. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you talk to your boys? That is a different dynamic. You know, I think that I would hope um, and understand that the way moms are talking to their young black boys mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. is different than they were talking to them certainly 10 years ago, but maybe even five years ago. Mm -hmm. where, where have we evolved? And and where have we maybe in, in some cases gone backwards? Well, I think that, you know, for me, I, I talk to my sons about not being average. I'm like, I'm like, you don't come from average parents, you don't come from average families. So you have to step up to the plate and not be average. Yeah. So that is, is something that I, I instill in them all the time. Don't be average. Don't be average and don't be basic, because that's not a thing. You should put that on a sticker or a magnet or a I do. <laughs> yes. I do. Because little things from picking up behind yourself to how you open the door when somebody is coming through to, you know, what what's, what what is your body language suggest to, to people? And those kinds of things are, you know, just what I feel that a, a black male 
has to take, you know, has to be mindful yes. of, okay? Because people are watching. And people aren't watching because you're the mayor's son. They're, they're watching because they see you, okay? And that's, they see you because you're the mayor's son. But I'm, my point is, when you are doing stuff outside of that, they still see you. Mm -hmm. And when you open the door for, for someone or, you know, you, you say, yes, ma'am, yeah, you know, no, sir, or things like that, they, they are cognizant of, of that. And they look at you as not being average. So you can't be average in, in what you wear. You can't be average in the schoolwork that you produce. You can't be average, period. So I'm like, don't run from, don't run from that because that is what is going to um, allow you to be the leader that you are born to do because you came from leaders. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's all you know. So you can't, you know, play around and think that, okay, I'm going to get to that later because it's a whole different world. Now, I tell my kids all the time, I wasn't an A student. I said, but... I paid for that when I went on in my education because I had to do things twice as, uh, you know, I had to put twice as much time into stuff because I played around in, you know, as I was coming up. I'm like, I'm trying to get you not to run into that brick wall of doing that. You need to appreciate your education now. College is, an, is not an option. You know, I probably shouldn't say that, but it wasn't an option for me, and it's not an option for them. That's something that you you have to do, um, and that's you know what that's where we stand with that. Both Stephen and I went to HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, and it's very important to us that our kids do the same. You know, it's always been a running joke that, you know, my, our daughter was going to go to Xavier because that's where I went, and then our sons would go to Morehouse because that's where uh, <laughs> he went. <laughs> but our daughter decided she wanted to go to Howard because she liked D.C., she liked the university, and I was like, as long as it's an HBCU, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> now, if you get a scholarship and, and you don't need our financial support, fine. I mean, that's, do what you want to do. I mean, I've, I, I will Take a step back. I think that, you know, what, what for me, for an HBCU, is the confidence and the abilities that are instilled in students. Uh -huh. And that's very important to me. I, I can acknowledge it. I, I know that that's where I was groomed and formed as an adult. You know, my parents did their job. And then Xavier took over from there. Right. <laughs> My daughter sees it now that she graduated. She talks to them about it, and she ex expresses all of that. I have a niece right now that's a senior in high school, and she's going back and forth about what, she's, what she wants to do, and I'm like, it's all about an HBCU. So she got accepted to Howard, so we're... Oh, congratulations <laughs> to yeah, her. That's, that's where we are with that. What's been the biggest, maybe surprise, pleasant surprise to you about being a mom, what's, what's been the thing that um, you thought, gosh, I never really knew I was gonna enjoy this so much? So lightheartedly, I'm gonna say watching Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Cause I was never. <laughs> you would have never watched them otherwise. I would say the same thing about mine. Right, so they always wanna watch, I mean, they've watched every last one of them. And you know, at, in the beginning, Stephen would watch them with them and then you know he kind of fell off and then it was like well now you gotta watch right <laughs> it's like okay so i've i've learned way too much about marvel i'm like <laughs> i should be invested in right. this so but fun movies yeah. they're always such yeah. a good so time so ant-man is the 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 quantum something yes. is coming out so they, they're already like You've already we need to buy the tickets the now and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> that's great <laughs> so who would have thought that I'd have been involved in that. A Marvel movie fan. A Mar I'm not necessarily a fan, but I follow <laughs> it. I do follow it. So, you know, um, whatever they're into, I'm into. You know, we have one that's artsy, that's in plays. He was in Macbeth at the oh, Shakespeare wow. Festival. He does plays, you know, throughout the city and stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm into that. But, I'm a, you know, I was already in right. the arts and plays. So that, that was Yeah, fine. that was but easy. <laughs> Uh, uh, others, he's a tennis player, so you know I'm all over the state at tennis matches, and and I'm actually going to start picking that up 
uh, in the spring. Oh, how fun! Yes, O'Connor has talked me into starting a little women's group oh. to uh, to play tennis. Because I have not, I promise you, and I tell them all the time, I've not picked up a tennis racket since I was in law school, and that was in the 90s. And Just I a few need years you. ago. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, well, what, what, what league did you play in? I'm like, I don't remember. Cause it's been that long. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, we are starting from scratch. Are you gonna play? Are you gonna play competitively? Like, will I'm, you do some matches or just some lessons? So right now, I've, I've got my tennis shoes and I have a couple of tennis outfits. Because I, I it always <laughs> has to start with that. <laughs> I love it. I don't even have a racket yet, but I gotta hurry up and get it. But it's gonna it, be cute right. and it's it'll match your shoes. <laughs> I'm going to have all of that straight before <laughs> we start. And, you know, I'm like, but, you know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, it goes along with my whole health and wellness thing. You know, that you really need to have, not, and not only just have that personal time, but have that social time with other people that, you know, in an activity that is, you know, you being active. The mayor play with you, do you think? No. No? Mm -mm. Just because he doesn't have time or because he doesn't want you to beat him? Oh, no. <laughs> He he plays football, and you can get him to get out there and toss that football. He'll play basketball okay. sometimes. I beat him playing basketball. Of course you did. Right. Yeah. You know. yeah. I believe that one hundred percent. He'll never tell anybody. No. <laughs> no. Well, we'll 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 divide up the family, and you know, most of the time it's like three against two. But <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, but tennis, I mean, he's not going to learn how to play tennis. He never That's you know, not did his that. Thing. Right. Yeah. So we're we're trying to get him to get involved in golf. But oh. that takes time. And I'm it like, does. no, you can't be on the golf course texting and taking calls and stuff. That's right. not a thing. So even the even the the nine holes, I mean, that's still That's still seven a lot hours. Of time. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. So funny story. We were out uh we were somewhere in a uh, a hotel like we were staying somewhere and um, my daughter and I were on the balcony and we could see him on the balcony um, like a couple of floors down he was like with some some people and he's texting he's on the phone he's doing all and my daughter sent him a text and either she sent him a text or she called him well he didn't move at all and she was so hurt oh no <laughs> she's like I'm watching him ignore me oh. <laughs> People will say, you know, I called the, the mayor or I called Stephen or I sent him a text or whatever. And uh, he was like, he didn't respond. I said, he doesn't, he doesn't respond to me, to me either. <laughs> like, believe me, right. he doesn't respond. I have to put something like in there to say, you know, Be right specific. now. specific, yes. ASAP. Answer your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do stuff like that. And right. Then, and then he'll, he'll respond. Marriage, truly. Mm hmm a norm, not to say yours is not a normal marriage, but a normal marriage is hard it's enough. <laughs> it's hard enough as it is. But when you add a layer like that, the mayor of Montgomery, um, not just the mayor of Montgomery, mm -hmm. but to be the first black mayor mm -hmm. of a city mm -hmm. that is known as the birthplace of the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. that's a that's a high pressure layer to add in into a marriage. What have well, you guys learned about yourselves as a couple? Well, one thing is that, you know, this, him being mayor is not, is not restricted to Montgomery. Okay, so a lot of what he does is nationally to bring things back to Montgomery. That's, that's how he feels is the best way to move Montgomery forward by not keeping it confined to Montgomery. So now you take it out of what you just said is him being the mayor of Montgomery and you looking at it from a holistic, this is, this is a, a, a nationwide thing that's going yes. on. You know, that you, you are being called to all these different places to speak. Um, and, you know, I, do, I don't know if other mayors of Montgomery uh, do that. I know that not all mayors in other places are invited to do these kind of things. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you look at the fact that he's the first black mayor of Montgomery and see what that actually does in the whole, the grand scheme of things. Well, he's the first black mayor of Montgomery and the whole world is looking at that. And he is of a caliber and of a, a person that can roll with that. And it's not just about 
you know, what is happening directly in Montgomery is about what can ha what is happening for Montgomery. How are we moving Montgomery into a to be a better place? That it's the the, the birthplace of the civil rights movement, but now it's an attraction for everybody to see it as it is, you know, and to, and to absorb that into it as well. But also to know that this is something that is part of history, but also history in the making. Right. That's the exciting thing about that. I see the the different things that have happened in Montgomery and how, it, you know, specifically, you know, how people have come together, you know, and are, are looking at things differently. They, you know, you might, some things might hurt, they might, you know, make you say ow, mm -hmm. but it's reality. It's reality, and that reality has to change. And you, how do you change it? You talk about it. You embrace it. You move forward from it. Because it's not about, it's not about Stephen Reed. It's not about us saying we're like, you know, I mean, we're as humble as they come, you know. So it's not about me as, as First Lady. I, I said it in the beginning. That I'm, I'm really just a nobody <laughs> that people are now looking at. I was the same person in 2018. <laughs> okay, so this is, this is where we are. This is, you know, we've learned a lot yeah. in, in three years. You know, we, we have, but it's not like shocking stuff. Like I said, you know, people that are doctors and CEOs and, you know, uh, you know executive directors of, of entities, they have these kind of hours too. They just have, it's different. Right. <laughs> the, the light is not on them 24-7. You know, uh, he goes for a walk and it's like somebody's behind him, <laughs> you know. So you, he goes to the grocery store, somebody's there. I went to the grocery store not too long ago and somebody was like, where, where are your people? I'm like, I'm just in here to get bread. <laughs> like, like anybody else, you know, I don't need somebody with me because, you know, I'm, I'm living my life and, you know, being that, that playing that role for the family. Right. Right. But he goes to Publix and gets eggs and, and, and bread just like anybody else, you know. And, and I think that people stop him more yeah. than they stop me in a, like a grocery store because they're surprised to see him. Probably. And then so. they, they'll say, you know, the mayor was in here earlier. Like, yeah, but he forgot the bread. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so now I'm here, you know. <laughs> so it is just like a normal marriage. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I know he was here. Right. That's why I had to come back. Right. I mean, he has his roles there. He has his roles at home. He has his role with his his parents and his uh, siblings and, and family members and stuff like that. And and so do I. So you know, this past Christmas we were supposed to go to see my parents, and it was it, there were some things that were buttoned up against it. And I called the office and I was like, "Y'all better make sure that these dates don't we're gonna leave. make this happen." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to have to deal with him. You're going to have to deal with me. <laughs> and like, got it. <laughs> but then it got canceled anyway because Aww. of the weather. But it wasn't his fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
I can't make the changes I want to make in this role, but I feel like I can do it in this role. So, you know, giving giving him an opportunity to spread that out and to be able to be more productive. He could have been complacent. He could have just stayed there and said, you know, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, to to care that much about a place, to say, you know, I'm going to, you know, do things not necessarily because I'm trying to grow my resume, but this is these are the moves that I feel like I can make to make this place somewhere where you won't say me, meaning let's move to Atlanta. Right. <laughs> let's move somewhere else, you know, because it's like, well, in order to do that, you got to make you got to make things available, yeah. not just for other people, but for us, too. You know, one of my main focuses when I got to Montgomery was why is the, the river so underutilized? I grew up on right in a right. Yes. So I'm like, there should be more activities on the water. You should be able to, you know, enjoy what this city that sits on a river, you know, that should be capitalized. So that has been one of one of his things, and I, he kind of put me on that. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, I'll take that gladly because I, you know, I really want to see things happen here. And no, in order to have things happen here, you have to have accessibility. You have to have, you know, an an, an area where people can gather safely. You know, so you, that that goes from everything from the technology down at the the amphitheater to the police department. You know, being readily available. And you know, light, even lighting going down there. They did the Christmas tree lighting at the across from City Hall, and I was like, absolutely not. This is never happening again. I'm not coming back out here for this. This, I want to see this on the river. And so, he was like, well, take it, make it happen, <laughs> make it happen. And I was like, oh, well, you just, you just gave me a project, which <laughs> I don't run from that kind of stuff. I like to plan yeah. stuff. I like to make things you know, extra and over the top. I don't like basic stuff. So you are not average. I'm, I'm not average. <laughs> I'm not average and I'm not basic. Well, Tamika Reed, Mrs. I should say Dr. <laughs> Tamika Reed. <laughs> I'm so thankful that yeah. you spent some time here. Well, and, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, so we'll have to coordinate with the, we will. Um, with our exercise times. Yes. Scan the, the parking lot. Scan the parking I, I know lot. when you're there because you've got well, the big I w. Well, I am not very conspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> you, I need you to make me a sticker. I need a don't be average, don't be don't basic be sticker. <laughs> I get one of those. Tamika Reed is ambitious and accomplished, and she is the driving force behind her already driven family, motivating them and the rest of us. Don't be average, don't be basic. And that's what makes her real. <laughs>